to Brave Knitting. This is episode one, which will have a release date of October 1st, 2019. And I'm Anne. Pleased to meet you. And I'm Linda. <laughs> so what are we doing here today? We are doing a Brave Knitting podcast. Yes. What do we mean by being brave? We, we want to inspire knitters to take their knitting to the next level. Um, I have been knitting, this is Linda, I have been knitting for about 30 some years and I was very lucky to be introduced to knitting in a very brave way, although I didn't know it at the time. My very first knitting class, we made a sweater with cables, knitting around, a color change, and once once I made a sweater, I just kind of thought, well, that's what you do. Right. And I was have never been intimidated by um, a potential project. Well, maybe that's an exaggeration. <laughs> I'm sure I've been intimidated a little bit. <laughs> but you were brave and you kept going. But I was brave. And I'm astounded by the number of people I meet who start off making a scarf <laughs> and they get kind of stuck in a rut making scarves right. or making a dishcloth and they're they're really intimidated to take their knitting to the next level. Right. So that's why we're here today um, <laughs> to help you and inspire you to take your knitting to the next level, whatever that might be. Right, and kind of inspire ourselves as well. Um, I'm Anne. Um, I have not been knitting as long as Linda. I just started a couple of years ago when Linda and I met. Uh, we met when our sons were going off to college, um, and uh, she had been knitting. I had not. I joined um, a group, a knitting group, through uh, a women's group that I belonged to, and started out just exactly as she was saying, you know, just I did a hat, and then I thought, well, maybe I can try a scarf, and, you know, I just didn't want to go beyond that. And um, I did do some... Uh, it's kind of kind of fun things stepping out there. I made um, a knitted pumpkin for some reason. I had this in, in my head that I wanted to knit things for Halloween. It was it was going on Halloween, and um, she made lots of really cute little pumpkins and candy corns. I did, I did, yes. And um, I'll actually we'll actually put a link to you know those those since it's fall once again. Uh, we'll put a link to those uh, down below or in our website, and. Um, so yeah, I, I, I just was very, very um, fearful of going beyond any of that, and Linda kind of changed that for me. She uh, made me join, made me, <laughs> that sounds bad. I think that did make you. <laughs> yeah, she encouraged me to join um, a sweater knit-along at a local yarn shop, and I really, I mean, I honestly, it was like Mount Everest. I thought there is no way I will ever finish this. It had cables, it had a shawl collar, it had buttonholes, and I'd, I'd made candy corn and, and pumpkins before that. So, um, yeah, and I went ahead and did it, and lo and behold, I did do it. I finished that sweater, and now I feel like I can knit anything, really. Yes. Right. And I was so proud of Anne because up until that time, she she's very much a perfectionist, ah. unlike me. <laughs> <laughs> and she would make one little mistake and she would rip something out. <laughs> and she would she would rip things out all the time. And yes. it really kind of slowed her down. And I think it 
it rattled your confidence a little bit. Absolutely, because I was afraid to make another stitch because I thought, oh my gosh, I've been you know going fine for four rows, and now if I make a mistake, I'm going to have to rip the whole thing out. Yes. And, and what I wanted her to understand is, you know, it's, it's okay to make a mistake. Even right. the most experienced knitters, they're going to make a mistake along the way. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Sometimes, sometimes a mistake is important enough that you do want to rip it out. But other times, you know, maybe yeah. you just kind of let it be. Or you find a way to, to fake it or save it. Right. Um, and so one day we were at our knitting group and Anne made a comment about, the, how the knit along and knitting that first sweater was a game changer for her. Absolutely. And I will say that from that point on, she had a really different attitude about knitting. She was just so much more adventuresome. Yes. And she really had more fun. Yes. Like we would go to, uh, we have, we are in the Dallas area and we went to DFW Fiber Fest and she would walk around to the booths and, and get excited about buying yarn right. and, and making another sweater. Yes. Because I no longer look at anything like, oh, I could never do that. I really look at everything like I could do that. Right. You might have to learn something along the way. Right. And most likely we'll have to learn something exactly. along the way. I might have to go and ask for help, but I know uh, I can do it. So that's really what this podcast is all about and what kind of prompted us to want to inspire everybody to just not be intimidated by knitting. It's knitting, people. <laughs> it's not, you know, no, not good scientist brain surgery. Right. Nobody's going to die. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, you know, you may, you may spend a little money. You may waste a little time. That's you may right. have to, you know, you may make a mistake. It, yes. You know, whatever you knit may not be perfect, but, but you did it. You had fun along the way, right? and uh, one of the really great things about knitting is you get to meet a lot of fun and creative and interesting people along this journey. Absolutely, yes, and I think it's just one of the most relaxing things you can do. Once you give in to, it's okay to make a mistake, then it's relaxing, you know? just It's just methodical and wonderful. So, right. so that's what brought us here today to um, Brave, our Brave Knitting podcast. And now Anne's going to tell you a little bit about our format. Our format. So we thought we were being really clever and creative, <laughs> thinking of brave knitting and how we can fit this all together. So we came up with some other words that rhyme with brave, uh, like instead of, um, oh, instead of, you know, finished objects and whips, we're going to have, um, you know, raves and faves. And when things go wrong, maybe misbehaves and saves, how we save our misbehaves and things that we want to do are craves. Right. We're going to end every episode kind of looking towards the future, but we're going to start every episode with what we're being brave about. Right. Because that's really the focus. And what we'll, we try to, we'll try to do is focus on a topic each week that we have heard found people feel intimidated about. Right, exactly, yes. So... So this week, or well, this episode, we are just being brave about doing a knitting podcast. Oh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Technical problems, everything. Yes, we are being exceptionally brave here. Um, how about raves and, ra ra <laughs> raves and faves, Linda? Well, I'm going to rave about Denise Bell and Lost City Knits. She is someone I was not familiar with up until um, a couple weeks ago when I learned that she was going to come to our 
local knitting guild and, and do a class. And I'll talk about that more in, a, in an upcoming episode. But because I didn't know anything about Denise and I was curious about her, I went to this website, Lost Sitting Knits, and what I found is that Denise is really like a kindred spirit to Anne and I in terms mm -hmm. of this brave knitting um, adventure. And I'll read a little bit um, from what's on her website. Um, Building Better Knitters, the yarn that Lost City Knits carries, the patterns we create, the community we've built, and the places and people we've encountered in our years in business, all this is about using the field of knitting to elevate talents, broaden horizons, and create beautiful work. And I just thought that was yes. really, really fabulous. And she goes on to say, when I learned to knit in my 40s, I never learned to be afraid of anything thanks to my local yarn shop owner who encouraged me to do lace almost right off the bat. Yeah. Now when I teach classes, whether they are on beginning lace or on an advanced technique, I hope my students feel the same as I did early on. I and you can do it. Hmm. Using sticks and string, we have the capacity to do incredible work. Yes, she's so a great knitter. I think um, Denise really kind of sums up what, what we're all about here at Brave Knitting. So yes. thank you, Denise. <laughs> yes, <laughs> wonderful. And I guess what I would write, rave about today is just as, you know, just to start out with is doing a cow and not, not a cow necessarily online. I know a lot of people do cows, you know. Um, and she means knit along, not the thing around your neck. Oh, that's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> a knit along. Um, actually going to a yarn shop or, or getting together with a group of friends and meeting once a week, maybe even with a, a, a knitting teacher, if that's available, and just picking a pattern, all of you together, and working on that pattern during the same time period. Because there's nothing better than having, you know, a group of people who are encountering the same issues. Maybe somebody gets, you know, like Linda would get to things so much faster than I would in this knit along that we did. And she could really kind of point out, you know, and, you know, be careful about this. Look at this. Think about this. And I just think that that is um, just an amazing way to increase your knitting skills. Right. And I, I really think that. That knit along was was valuable to me also. Um, I will add that in that knit along, there were six of us, mm -hmm. including the teacher or the person we were sort of paying to right. knit along with, and then another woman who was also a very experienced knitter, <clears throat> worked at a <clears throat> yarn shop, and was also a teacher. But at the end of the day, Anne and I were the only two who finished that sweater, I yeah. might add. I, I, I know, I think so. I think that the teacher did finish it eventually, but um, yeah, we, there, were, there were some issues, I think, with the pattern. That there were some used. issues yeah. with the pattern, but, but the experience itself was really good. And, right. and I will say that um, I'm a fan of several other podcasts, and what I have found is that a lot of them have knit-alongs, but you're not knitting the same thing. You're just sort of knitting. And it's like, well, right. isn't that what we always do anyway? <laughs> right, exactly. So um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but for me, a knit along is when you're working on the same pattern because yes. I think having that buddy system when you come up um, across a part that isn't clear to you or you just need help, it's just really great to, to have that support. Yes, and we're hoping to maybe do that kind of knit along within this podcast at some point in the future. Yep, in the future. Yes, absolutely. So after we've raved and talked about all our faves, 
Oh, no. We have to move on to yes. the misbehaves. And we all know that's, that's a serious part of knitting. But I guess uh, just to start out with, I would say just the usual drop stitches, the yarn overs, the missed stitches. You're knitting along and someone comes in and starts to talk to you at home or the phone rings and you start back up in the wrong place and you don't realize it for a while. And uh, yeah, that, that seems to happen to everyone. It happens to me maybe more than others. And uh, for my save for that misbehave, uh, during that knit along that we did, the teacher taught me a way to tink or knit backwards. And it was so much clearer to me than anything I'd ever seen online. It was very um, basic. Uh, turning the work around, pulling the working uh, working yarn up, and you can really see the stitches and take those out. And I, I plan to make a little video of that in case anyone out there has not seen that way of tinking before. Um, making it, I'll make a video of it and put it on our Instagram uh, account, and uh, that is at B Knitting, uh, B Brave Knitting. That's what it is. B E E. B-R-A-V-E knitting uh, on Instagram. So be looking for that. And for me, in this first episode, we're kind of talking in general terms because we don't have a specific topic for this episode. Um, I just want to talk about the misbehaves that a an inexperienced or a new knitter runs across. And, and that, as Anne had said, is um, drop stitches or sometimes... Create a, creating a phantom stitch by maybe oh, yeah. doing an unintentional yarn over or perhaps not fully taking um, a stitch off the needle. Um, but another thing I find that new knitters do a lot is they don't, they don't trust the pattern. They don't read the pattern. And they assume. <laughs> they, they assume or they, they read in between the lines or something. Right. And a lot of times with knitting patterns, we, we like to look ahead because we like to try to understand what the pattern is about. And, mm -hmm. and I do that. I, I like to try to understand. But I also find that a lot of times I'm reading a pattern and it just doesn't make sense. And I think, oh, there's just an obvious error in this pattern and, you know, that this is wrong and... <laughs> Whatever, but what I find is if I just do what it says, yes. it all makes sense in the end. <laughs> right. So I would say first and foremost, do what it says. <laughs> and secondly, the other thing that I like to do um, in terms of counting rows or just keeping track of what I'm doing, I have like a little uh, journal book that I use and any project that I'm working on, even like the simplest projects, I, I write down everything that I do. You know, I when do I'm, that too. When I'm doing a row, I know a lot of people have the little counters um, around their neck or on the end of their needles. And I, I make little charts and I put check marks every single row. And I was, I was on a vacation recently and ran into some other knitters and we were knitting together and and this woman looked at me horrified when she saw my <laughs> journal. And she's like, you actually, like, put down your knitting and check off every row? <laughs> it works. Yes, I do. Yes. Um, but that works for me. 
So Absolutely. that's the other thing that, you know, we want to talk about here and we'll probably talk about a lot in upcoming episodes is, you know, figuring out what works for you. Right. What works for someone else doesn't necessarily work for you. Everyone has to find out what works for them. And the other thing that has really struck me and another reason that really prompted us to do this podcast is there is just an enormous, it almost seems infinite amount of knitting knowledge, tips, techniques out there. And we are by no means experts. We don't know all these tips and techniques. We want to learn from you as well as... Right. And it, but it's, it's very exciting. So a lot of what you'll hear from us, you may have heard other places, but we hope occasionally we expose you to a new idea. I know I'm, I'm always surprised after knitting for more than 30 years that I, I learn something new or I, I, I think about a new way of, of doing something. Um, so there's, there's just a lot of information to share. Exactly. I agree. Well, that brings us to our next word. What are you craving, Linda? <laughs> oh, boy. <clears throat> I am craving a sweater called Holy Moly. Mm, holy Moly. And it's designed by D. Mercery, I think is how it is. It's a, it's a German pattern company, I believe. And I first saw this sweater back in March when I attended a retreat with Hill Country Weavers. They're a store in Austin, Texas, and they do an annual retreat. And a friend and I went to the retreat, and Shibui, the, the yarn company, they had representatives there, and they had a sample of this sweater done in two Shibui Knits yarns held together, and I should have written those down, and I forgot to this time. I think one is uh, Silk Cloud. Maybe. One is Silk Cloud, mm-hmm. yes, kind of a mohair, and the other one might be Pebble, but I, right. I could be wrong. Anyway, it's these two um, very lightweight yarns held together, but the sweater I just thought was very cool. As the name might suggest, it has holes all over it. <laughs> Intentional holes. Intentional <laughs> holes. And I mean, kind of think of like giant buttonholes is the best way to describe it. And it's a little bit of an oversized sweater. The, the pattern basically says one size fits all. But uh, trust me, there are a whole lot of people that it ain't going to fit. Because I tried on the one size fit all and... You know, I'm a probably average size person, and it's not terribly oversized on me. But but really, I don't know, just really struck me. The Shibui people had told me that uh, they had previously, just a couple months before, been at Vogue Knitting Live in New York, and that that sweater was the you know the hit of the show. And I just thought, oh, this is great, and I I just have to buy this yarn. So I spent a whole lot of money on the yarn. And I was very excited to get started on the project this summer. And when I went to get started on it and I started to swatch, I went on Ravelry and I saw that only five people had attempted this sweater. Wow. And I don't, I'm not sure anybody finished it. And wow. there seemed to be issues with the pattern. And so at that point, I... Looks like you're just going to have to be brave. I know. <laughs> I, I just wasn't really in the mood to kind of sort of deal with it. And, and I might mention, I am not a big fan of fingering or lace weight yarn. Right. Um, I'm getting better. I'm getting braver. getting braver. I'm working on a project now that 
has been fingering and I have made some other things, but I, I, I just don't enjoy it as much. And because this yarn was so expensive and it was, you know, lace weight yarn, I just thought, eh, I'm not going to do this right now. But I, I love the sweater and I really, really want to have the sweater someday. So I really, I really want to see it. Make sure you put a link to that down in the, in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. And, and so eventually I will be brave, but for now, I'm just craving the Holy <laughs> Moly. Just craving it. That sounds good. How about me? What am I craving? What are you craving? Oh, you know what? I just, um, I love to watch podcasts on YouTube. I like to listen to podcasts. Um, but my favorite right now, and I just crave watching them, and they just started up again after the summer, is Espace Tricot. That's French for knitting space, E-S-P-A-C-E, Tricot. T-R-I-C-O-T, and they are, it's a its a knitting shop, you probably all know about it, but um, it's a knitting shop in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, and they just have everything. They have the most beautiful yarn, the greatest patterns, they make their own patterns, um, they have all the accessories, they have incredible bags, they have incredible everything I want, you know, <laughs> and I've already ordered two, <laughs> two shipments from them, uh, can't get enough, so yeah, I love that, um, that's what I crave, I love to watch them as I knit at night, and I've been watching all their back episodes, and we will also uh, give a link to that as well, if you don't know about them, if you haven't checked them out, you should, so yeah. So another thing we hope to do in this podcast, we, we, we're, we're brand new, so of course we don't have sponsors, <laughs> but we, we do want to support many people in the knitting community. First and foremost, we want you to support your local knit shop. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we like to do that here in Dallas. Uh, I'll give a shout out to um, Fleece, which is close to my house. There, we have another yarn store um, called Holly's. And then if we're willing to venture into the suburbs, there's a really great oh, yeah. um, store in McKinney called um, McKinney Knittery. Yes. And they are really great. And they're all great, and we want you to all do that. But, but I want to say that we're going to, on our website, if it ever gets up and running, because we've had a few <laughs> technical issues, yes. but we will have links to the things we talk about. But anything we talk about on this podcast we are sincerely customers of, and we we are not going right. to just promote things that we don't truly User. believe in. Yes, exactly. I agree very much. Well, awesome. Well, that, what do you think? I think that about wraps it up for this first episode. I think so, too. And I'm just so glad that you guys came to listen to be with us today. And we will see you next time. See you next time. Our next episode, which will be released in mid-October, will be about making your first garment. Yes. Yes. So definitely tune in for that. And in the meantime, be, be brave. brave.